welcome back to the Football Fools Podcast, the number one football podcast in the great state of Colorado, Westminster area. Uh, it's the three of us tonight again. Mark um, crying after the Saints did not make the playoffs um, and him being in the Saints front office, just not handling it very well. So he will be missing out on another episode. But he's got to prepare for the draft. He's got to prepare for the draft. Exactly. And, you know, a, a head office guy's work never stops. So. Uh, Mark will not be here tonight. Me, Ryan, John, and we have a playoff-packed episode. So, if you want to know all the uh, ins and outs of all the Black Monday firings and uh, playoff previews, it's you. Yeah, so here we go. We're going to start tonight talking about some of the coaching chaos throughout the league. We're going to try to cap this episode around an hour. We struggle with that, but we're going to do our best. Uh, most obvious thing. First, we're going to talk about uh, the Broncos coaching change. Vic Fangio has been fired. And before me and Justin drone on, Ryan, what, what's your take on that, getting rid of Fangio? And if, dare say, you were a Broncos fan, what, what would you be looking for going forward? Uh, smart. I think it was a smart move. Smart move by them. We all kind of saw it coming. Uh, he's not a good coach. And I think they – I don't want to say the rumor's true. I think Rodgers goes to Pittsburgh, but that's for another story and another day. But I think the Broncos are itching to move in that direction and get a good team going in Denver again. We have a good team, but I get what you're trying to say. Oh, well, where are they? What are you talking about, man? A good team is not good without a fantastic coach. They're, uh, they're where I'm at right now. Oh. No, you have a trash team, but a fantastic coach. Yeah. I appreciate that, boys. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it was we – we've been asking for it. I think me and John probably have since last year. He had enough chances, you know, um, three seasons. Might be – you know, I, I think I harp on other, other teams for not giving a, a new coach like a five- to ten-year deal, kind of like the Gruden deal. I think I say that a lot. Um, I'm a firm believer that you, know, you can't write the ship – in a couple of years, but the Broncos weren't the most disorganized, you know, uh, most disorganized franchise in the league by any means. So I think he had enough time. He inherited a great team and then was able to draft pretty well in his three years. So I don't think he had an excuse to not to not be, make be making the playoffs. What, what would you say about the quarterback situation though? Because pretty much uh, pretty much everything or a lot of things came in place, but you could argue that Pangio never really had the quarterback in place. So I have the exact answer to that. Mitch Trubisky. Totally. Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs. And his offense was not nearly as stacked as the Broncos' offense is on paper or in play. And he, granted, they had a really good defense, but so did the Broncos. So, and with Matt Nagy, is he obviously he's not much better of a coach because he also got fired. So, I mean, that's my that's my answer to, to the to why, you know, Fangio didn't have a great quarterback. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was one and done, or, you know, basically. So, yeah. Fair, fair enough, and I was just kind of playing devil's advocate there because I, I do agree with the move overall, and I would say Teddy's better than that. Like, he, he's yeah. won games, multiple different teams, mm -hmm. and, and that. So, like, it, you could argue that Teddy's a better quarterback overall than anything that uh, Nagy really dealt with in Chicago. But, you know, it's time for the Broncos to move on. Ideally, I would like for them to go offense, but – we're kind of weirdly in that situation, not nearly as bad, but as Jacksonville, where it's like, I feel like the Broncos kind of need to hire a coach that's going to be well-liked by the players. So like a couple, 
of names emerging and stuff, but I, I feel like probably in the next couple of weeks we'll have that. So just, I, I think right now I'll just kind of focus on us moving on from Fangio. And like one thing I'd like to say about him is like as a head coach, uh, and it's a thing talked about locally in Denver that he did not take enough accountability for a head coach. And you would expect that to be the first thing, but um, it's kind of the thing where people have said like, you, you have your growing pains with the first time coach, but at the same time, when that first year coach or that first time coach is like a 60 something year old dude, yeah. you're going to have less of a timeline with that. And, and you're going to move on quicker. It's like, if you had someone that was like Cliff Kingsbury and his third year is the team starting to, to get a little bit better, you might want to bring someone like that back. But I, I can see the, the reason for the Broncos moving on and, and rightfully so like not that Fangio was horrible but he had hit his ceiling I feel like yeah I don't think it would we saw three years in a row it wasn't getting it, we weren't getting into double digit wins and with a young talented roster you don't want to waste that you know for a fourth on a, on a fourth year with the same guy so I think uh, Nathaniel Hackett I think if we're going for Rodgers and the rumors are true because he's definitely not going to Pittsburgh um doesn't have enough uh sexual allegation charges against him so he's definitely not going to Pittsburgh um yeah I, I it's it's got to be denver or pittsburgh for sure I, I still think you know obviously denver but i think if you're going to do that you have to double down and get someone that rogers likes and obviously it sounds like he likes nathaniel hackett so i think that's the guy we should uh swoop up yep i mean if rogers is more important frankly at this point than than any coach that we could sign so yep. i'd be all on board with that uh but but, Ron, let, let's get you in on, on the take here. So, let, let's take it to another team. What uh, Overall, what coaching decision, either retaining a coach or firing a coach, surprised you the most? I think uh, I think for me it has to be Flores. And I not that I really care. Yeah. But I just think it was really unfair. Uh, like I said, I don't care, but it's just – I'm also a person, and I think it's it just really doesn't make sense. It has – the only thing I can think of, and I think we've touched on it before, is uh, I, Flores had to have been an asshole or yeah. something. A lot, like, he has to have some like, be a jerk or something because it just doesn't make sense to be 10-6 and six and then 9-7 and seven in two years with the Miami Dolphins who have been dog shit for 50 years. <laughs> yeah, they've been in existence for 50 years. It just well, doesn't let, make sense. Let me, let me ask you this. I wonder, uh, maybe, uh, I think there's like some rumors out there right now percolating, but what if Flores just was not on board whatsoever with Tua and this just became like, do you think there's a chance that that became the dividing point and that he want like maybe say Flores wanted Watson or, or another one of the quarterbacks on the market, but Flores wanted him and the ownership wanted to stay committed to Tua. Do you think that played a role in it? I mean, maybe. I don't want to say minimal, but maybe, maybe a little part. Uh, thing, sorry? No, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, he drafted Tua, and, like, I think the, he built this team in two, but it's been two years. Like, what on earth? Like, it's taken Gruden and I think Gruden still could be a great coach I don't I don't think he's far I don't think he's back in 2001 or anything and um 
Dude, it took him, you know, five or plus years to build the Raiders. So it's like, dude, for the Miami Dolphins, who are a terrible franchise, they didn't win a Super Bowl with Dan Marino as their Like, they, dude, this is Flores' team, and he's fired for having two for two winning seasons. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, especially from what they had come from before. Yeah, they go from two years, they go – from tank for two uh yeah. to oh we're nine and eight you're fired that's not good enough yeah exactly yeah. I, I don't know what's so it and uh, i don't want to play the race card necessarily but um you guys remember when lovey smith got fired yeah from the bears they yeah, were a playoff yeah. team mm-hmm. th- that year and then he goes and gets fired and uh i mean i'm sure brian flores will get a job somewhere else and i like i said i don't think i don't really want to read too much into it but it is weird i mean they're both like playoff coaches you know uh fringe playoff coaches and um winning records mm-hmm. and that and you looked at that week week five and there's you, no way you thought they were you know uh over 500 uh for the dolphins it's just strange i don't know it, it is a little weird it was only a couple seasons and like you said he basically made all these trades for like um got rid of minka and stuff and was trying to do his own thing and they cut the dude loose and i thought it was a little premature so the the only thing i could think of besides like we just said he was kind of maybe it was kind of like a dick or something um uh, it makes me think of Hugh Jackson. I don't know if you guys watched Hard Knocks when they did it on the Browns when Hugh Jackson was the coach. That was probably the last one I watched. He was like really weird. And like, uh, it was just strange. Like he wanted to prove a point that it was like his team. And he made a point to after Greg Roman, I think at the time was like their defensive coordinator or something. Um, and he made a point to like Greg Roman. He's like, yo, he's like, this is my team. This is my time. He's like, when you have your own team, you can say stuff. Otherwise you shut up and listen basically. Yeah. And that's kind of how I assume Brian Flores is like stint with the with the Dolphins kind of went so I, I just think it's got to be attitude because there's no reason otherwise. Yeah, there there's some type of internal conflict that goes beyond what report. Like maybe they kept it within the organization, which is good, but it certainly seems like there there's some more conflict in that going on there underlying this so. reported. So, uh, so we we kind of hit our ten minute mark, but just real quick, are there? Any other surprising coaching things, or I know we haven't touched on every single team, but are there any other surprising coaching moves that you guys can think of? Uh, just the fact that Mike Tomlin's not in the uh, talk for defense or defense <laughs> coach of the year. I mean, I. But if the Pittsburgh expects to make the playoffs, why would he be in the talks for it? True, but I, honestly, if, <laughs> if, 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 I'm stuttering now. <laughs> if, you, if you want my honest opinion, is uh, Lafleur, but uh, that's probably a different topic. All right, we'll we'll get to that when we get closer to the end of the season, probably for when we're thinking about who's going to win awards and stuff. But um, yeah, I know the the only real big shock I thought. So Actually, there is a team I think we we should talk about real quick Ooh. because we like talking about the d- dysfunctional team. Yeah. The New York Giants, because I had a point on, on them that I would like to make real quick, yeah. because I feel like that it, this is the problem plaguing that franchise over the last five to ten years. Uh-huh. Their ownership cares more about people's feelings than about that team being able to win games. And they've proven it over and over. Like, I'm an Eli Manning dude. We know that. But they – kept him for multiple years and it was a thing where a lot of people wanted to move on or go on to the future and the whole thread was we want to do right by Eli and then they with their coaches 
it's the same type of thing where it's like we want to do right by the coach. We don't want to move. We don't want to move off too soon. Or and with the GM Dave Gettleman, they they let him retire instead of him being fired. Which okay, but like it just shows me they're more concerned about how they're perceived and people's feelings than actually making the correct moves. And I guarantee you, they won't move off with Danny Doms. Like they they should do that. Take your chance right now. Like he's obviously not going to work. You should be planning something else. But I mean, they'll probably hire a new coach and a new GM. And it's like, ah, but we really like Danny Dom. Yeah, so let, let's guy. give him a couple more years and see if it works. That, that's what's messing up their organization right now. And until they fix that, they're never going to get any better. I agree. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, for sure. Out of all the head, out of, out of all the head coaching firings. Um, that one wasn't surprising to me. As soon as I saw that he was meeting with Giants ownership, I was like, oh, okay, well, he's gone. Yeah. And I just said it in the group chat today. I was like, well, Pete Carroll's meeting with Seahawks ownership. And I was like, that's like the equivalent of a girl saying we need to talk in my, in my head. And, uh, yeah. I, I think Pete Carroll might be on the way out. And, and that's, that's someone you handle a little differently. He's taking you to Super Bowls. Right. And, you know, uh, they've only had two losing seasons since, uh, Russ has been there with Pete Carroll. So I think that's someone you, you handle a little differently, of course, but, um, I think he's probably on the way out. I think if Russ is gone, and it seems that it's all for certain at this point that Russ is gone, I say Pete Carroll probably walks out with him, and they just try to like rebuild that team from the ground up. Um, yeah. But the only one that real shot really shocked me is probably David Coley, and it's not because they were good or anything. It's just because it was like like you, I, one of you guys said, or I think I sent that meme in the post. That guy should get a extension. He took a absolute garbage team. That's two best players were 36 years old and Rex Burkhead and Danny Amendola and got squeaked four wins out and, you know, played good teams well. And like, they just never looked like they gave up because that team was garbage from the start. So um, David Coley's a little weird. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts on that, Ryan? No, I'm, I'm good. I, uh, Texans suck. Anyways. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yep. I don't think Coley deserved to get fired, and I, I think it reflects more on the Texans, kind of like I said about the Giants. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let, let's move on to our our playoff games and the the stuff that actually matters in the year. Uh, what do you, do you guys think it would be best to go by like the order these games are going to be played in, yeah. or by order of interest? Let's do that. Let's just do the order they come in because I think the first yeah, game is going to be good. All right. So so first game we got the the Raiders oh, versus oh, Cincinnati. Oh, guys, guys. Uh, Joe Burrow making first appearance in the playoffs as we're trying to talk over the barking Cocker Spaniels. Uh, Burrow making his first appearance in the playoffs. We got Derek Carr and the Raiders shockingly being able to make the playoffs after all the dysfunction. So, Justin, you said this is a really interesting one to you. Why is that? Uh, I, I mean, I, I've been pretty vocal about it. I like Joe Burrow a ton. Um, and I think as long as they're healthy, I, th- I honestly think the Bengals could win the Super Bowl. Um, I think their wow. defense. I think their defense is good enough, and it, of course, it all depends on matchup when it gets down to that point. But um, I think the Bengals uh, 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 could potentially go all the way, and I think this will be a statement game because it's you know their first playoff game, and uh, as long as everybody's healthy, I think you know their offense. And it could be the Broncos, you know, in twenty twenty twelve or whatever, where their offense is just so good, their defense can't keep up, and they get blown out. But like I said, all about matchups. But I, I'm just excited to see Derek Carr, who seems to surprise everybody in games. And then a, a young, hot quarterback with a you know healthy team, hopefully going into the playoff game, just be explosive. It, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Yep. Well, what do you think of this one, Ryan? Yeah, I, I'm actually going the other way around from Leva. 
Justin Labas is the full name. If any of you want to search it up on social media or creep or anything, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, sorry to give out so much information. Anyways, back to the game, uh, <laughs> dude. I'm going the other way. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals should come away with this game. But if the Raiders are and like Josh Jacobs are healthy and have a good, if they can have a good game, and this sounds so obvious to say, but it's hard for them. It uh, probably like Pittsburgh, but. If they can have a good game, they can win. And the Raiders either come out absolutely terrible, like flat and just garbage, or Jacobs is healthy and they pound the rock and Carr makes some good throws, and they're good. But uh, we'll see. They're traveling to Cincinnati. So uh, I think Joe Burrow might take this one. I think the biggest uh, upside for them is that they got healthy at like not healthy a hundred percent, but they do, they got their best offensive weapon back and Darren Waller and right, yeah. in, right in time for playoffs. So yeah, um, that's good. And Josh Jacobs was dealing with the rib injury. So we'll see how that goes, but it didn't look to be slowing down a ton last week. Yeah. I, I think this game could be uh, pretty competitive starting out. Uh, I feel like with the Raiders, as far as I know, all of their cornerbacks have been arrested or, or facing <laughs> charges this year. Yeah. So uh, I, I, see what Cincy's offense that like Burrow can get hot with his receivers. I, I, I feel like that's something that we'll be seeing in the second half. Like Burrow just seems like a really confident player to me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a really impressive stat line this game. I think the Bengals are going to pull it out, uh, knock out the Raiders, but the Raiders have, like, you can't totally count them out because like they've been, they they're more battle tested this year. They've been through a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, you never know. They can pull it out right at the end. But if I had to, to pick on this one, I, I would say Cincinnati gets the win at home. What do you guys think? The, have you guys seen the spread? Does it show on Uh No, but I'll look it up right quick. Yeah. I would guess yeah. like two and a half. But yeah, I'm looking it up too. It's Bengals home, right? Yeah, Bengals are home. Team. You think two and a half? Oh, really? You don't even think a field goal? They're minus five. Minus five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay, okay. So it is a field goal. Yeah. Okay. What What are you thinking on that, Justin? Right now, uh, minus I mean, I like to go with the. I'm, I'm a big Ryan's Bynes guy. So, uh, Ryan, what do you think? Minus five. What are you taking? Oh uh, man, I uh, I think I like Raiders plus five. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The they're traveling. I don't. I don't like the fact they're traveling across the country to play Joe Burrow. So I don't know. I don't well, make up your mind, man. You're you're giving our fans mixed mixed yeah. feelings here. Yeah. No, not, you know what? Not in this scenario, in. go under. Oh, by the way, uh, any of you uh, fans that listen uh, out there, uh, you're going to, we just got our first sponsorship, DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, you're going to want to sign up with code, offer code, double FP, football fools, and you get um, uh, brownie points. They don't really give you anything, but you can use it and you can type it in and it'll work. So, uh, football fools podcast on DraftKings Sportsbook. Go on there and pound the over. I agree. Pound the over. 48 and a half over for the Raiders and Cincinnati. That's not what I meant, but okay. That's good. All right. That that game's wrapped up. Moving on, the Saturday night game will be the Patriots and the Bills. So what what did we think of that one? Let's start with Ryan. Uh, This this is actually one of my favorite games of the weekend. I know I'm not a huge fan of either team, but I'm just – it's going to be so good. Um. Man, I, I think we can see if Mac uh, Jones and Bill Belichick, they're real this year. And uh, see, I know there's a narrative going around, like uh, how Josh Allen all of a sudden can't play in the cold. 
And I think he said something about that and it just kind of blew up. Um, I said his, what, his toes get cold or some shit. And, uh, uh, like a human. Yeah. Something. And, uh, but I think uh, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think the Bills pull this off. Um, but I do think it's a close, cold uh, Boston game. Or, or no, it's in Buffalo, right? Yep. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be like zero degrees. Though, yeah, so that's the yeah. main so, overlaying thing of the game. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to bring you guys' attention to. With uh, being, I'm not sure about Cincinnati, uh, but we're supposed to be getting a blizzard here in Pennsylvania and on the East Coast uh, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, nice. Okay. So we'll see what that plays and factor for the games. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's just going to be. I mean, was wasn't the last game that uh, he played? that Josh Allen played in the cold. It wasn't zero degrees. It was, uh, it wasn't, it was warmer, but uh, I think it was like 10 degrees or something. It was a couple weeks ago. I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on who they played, but it's when he has two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I think you're going to get a lot of that. Mm. And I think it's going to be a, you know, an in the trenches game. Um, I think the bills are the running backs are inferior to the Patriots running backs. I think Ramondre and Damian and Brandon Bolden, and all those guys are going to play a big part on the Patriots side. Um, and we already saw that bill Belichick's not afraid to just, let Mac Jones, didn't he have two passes in the first half that one game? Yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot of that. Um, I think it's going to be a big Josh Allen running game, and then you're going to see a lot of, like, you know, little dump-offs to Devin Singletary, and they're going to let uh, Zach Moss run a little bit. So uh, I, I kind of worry that that New England has kind of already played their hand for that. Like, they've had that game up there this year already, and they, they were able to come at, come out and get the win but it didn't really they didn't really profit a lot from it because here they are right back in buffalo in the yeah. first round having to play the same type of game oh was it buffalo yep oh okay no, okay uh, no, no the one where Allen had two russian touchdowns was one of the last two weeks that no, wasn't no. i mean the was the patriots game the one the, they... that was in buffalo earlier oh, this year okay. where new england threw three passes the whole game beat the bills uh, I think it'll be a similar game, but this time I, I think the Bills are going to get the edge. It, it's the playoffs. It's just a little bit different. Mac Jones uh, and, has never been and, there. Yeah, Mac Jones has never been there. The Patriots don't have the experience on their side. Uh, it'll actually be Bills Mafia uh, packed out game, regardless of how terrible the weather is. And I, I think it'll be competitive, but I think Buffalo is going to get the edge in that one and, and knock out New England this year. We'll see what happens in the future, but. Uh, I think Josh Allen is going to be a little bit too difficult for them to deal with right now. I think it's um, unwise to owe it to ever count Bill Belichick out, but I definitely see a, a Bills a Bills win. That's what I have at least. Especially minus four. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? We're all Bills on this one. Yep. All right. So no no disagreement on that one. Let's move on to the third game. This will be the early game on Sunday. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks are nine and a half point favorites. I remember last year Justin picked the Washington football team to upset Tampa Bay in the first round. Mm. Do you have the same type of balls this year to to make the upset pick? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think uh, I think I think Tampa Bay runs away with this. Um, Jalen Hurts has been playing you know well. Obviously they they're where they're at for a reason. And their defense has been playing surprisingly well this well, year. Well, let me ask it to you this way. Hmm. For this game to be competitive, what does Philly need to do? They need to let Jalen Hurts run. They yeah. need to get free agents Saturday night <laughs> and <laughs> have Antonio them play Brown to the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, Antonio Brown to the Eagles, 100%. They get Ray Andrew Rice. Locke to the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they just need to let uh, – they need to 
They need to not be scared of doing exactly what they've been doing this entire year, and that's letting Jalen Hurts play however the hell he wants. Yeah. And if it means letting him run, you know, break out of the pocket and break off a couple long runs, and that's what you have to do, and you can't stray Control away from the ball. It. Yeah, you can't stray away from it. So um, I think it's Tom Brady, and uh, I don't think they have a chance, honestly. Um, but if it manages to be somewhat of an entertaining game, like they're able to put up some, you know, a couple touchdowns against the Bucks, I'll, I'll be surprised. Yeah, what, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, this game will not be close. Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks are Philadelphia is trash, and they are going to burn down their trash city uh, <laughs> even more uh, because this team's bad. And hey, man, Tom where do you Brady, live? Do what? Where do you live? Uh, to let all of our viewers and everyone in the world know, I live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. When, I don't live there. Uh, I live. How many people showed up last time when you said you lived there? Uh, well, I I have one guy still sleeping outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Gannon's over still in Pennsylvania. No, this guy's name's Max. I don't know oh, why, gotcha, but gotcha. that's what he said. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it seems like uh, you're on the Pittsburgh side of Pennsylvania, which is what I was getting at. Uh, I'm I'm actually it's closer to Philly. I'm uh Pittsburgh's Ooh. three hours west and uh Philly is an hour uh east. I don't know anything about anything. Okay. Um yeah, they uh yeah, like I said, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a close game. Um if the if the Eagles stand any chance, they can't go in with like a crazy game plan, they have to kind of stick to what they've been doing. Yeah, I think ultimately they have to shorten the game and force some turnovers, but I, I think Brady's just gonna be really safe with the ball and if Tampa is able to get out to any type of lead, Philly is just not going to have the firepower to come back. Like if, if Philadelphia could somehow get like a 10 to three lead and then use their rushing, that's their ticket. But I don't think that's going to happen. I might would actually kind of like the Eagles at nine and a half. I could see Tampa having a blowout game, but honestly, like Tampa has a lot of injuries and I think it is going to be a slug for them to win games. Like they might win this game by a touchdown, but I'd probably bet the Eagles spread because they could even backdoor it. But I, I would definitely pick, pick Tampa moving on. But Philly's uh they're a weird team. They're they're weird to deal with. They did play earlier this year and Tampa blew them out if no one remembers that. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, then I think we're probably all uh thoughts aligned and stuff like that on this one. All right. So let let's move on to the next game, two thirty on at on Sunday, the 49ers at the Cowboys. Uh I'll take this one first since we've kind of been going in the same order. Uh, I'm going to put, put someone on upset alert. I think San Francisco could go in there and get this game. Uh, they, they were playing well at the end of the year. And just thinking if, if I was a team like Dallas that had the playoffs clinched and I was watching from the outside in, like, I give Phillies a, a division rival and everything, but, like, there's no chance that you wanted to deal with San Francisco. Like, they, they have really explosive offensive players. Uh, their quarterback is the question mark, but at the same time, it's like they have Trey Lance. Like, well, if they bring, bring him in for a couple crazy packages that they've saved for the playoffs, like, they've got the X factor going on. Lots of star players on that team. Uh, I think I would like Kyle Shanahan over McCarthy in the coaching matchup. Uh, like Dallas has a lot of firepower, like they, they could still win this game. I'm not overly confident, but I'm going to pick San Francisco actually for this one. What do you think, Justin? That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, pretty much for the same reasons. I like the coaching a little better on one side. Not a big Mike McCarthy fan. Uh, not super sold on the Cowboys either. I mean, like I know they have Micah Parsons is for real. 
Trayvon Diggs, I think we've been like oddly uh, critical of, I guess. Like mm. he's obviously got the most interceptions, but when you're letting up the most yards, I don't really know. It's you've got to have an, like, an asterisk by it, right? Yeah, because it's tainted. I yeah, think. all or nothing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and like, we, I think we have already seen what Dak and those guys can do. And Dak could have a 450 yard game, and they could still lose. So, uh, Jimmy G has more playoff wins than Matt Stafford. Not sure if you guys knew that. Found that out today, which might oh, be shocking. Oh, well, here's the team. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> playing I for the it. lines definitely. But you might think of that. Yeah, you might think <laughs> of like you know like overall quarterback work, and Matt Stafford's obviously more impressive. But Jimmy G has more playoff wins. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think I think they're they're like you said they're offensive weapons. Um, you know, Debo Samuel obviously is insane. George Kittle. So I think uh, I think the the Niners run away with this. I think their defense is good enough to to slow down the Cowboys. And I think it's going to be a closer one. I think it's like a twenty eight to twenty eight to twenty or something like that. One of those weird low kind of lower scoring playoff games. All right, Ryan, are we in agreement or you got Dallas? No, we are. I, I'm with guys. I think uh, San Francisco has the team to pull it off against Dallas and. Uh, I just don't think Zeke is uh, a bump. It's not the running back he he was. And I don't think Dallas – I think Dak was hot last week against the Eagles in week 18. Uh, I don't see it carrying over, man. I think San Francisco has the team to do it, and I'm really excited to see uh, Debo Samuel versus uh, Trayvon Diggs. Hopefully that's a matchup we see, and uh, Trayvon will shut him down, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Debo runs runs around him. I was like, okay. So let me throw this out here because I had a question kind of related, just interesting for this game with all the firepower. Uh, Ryan, you can answer first, and then Justin. Who do you think is the best offensive player in this game? It'd be Debo. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? Oh, uh, yeah, Debo. Uh, pro- yeah, I think it's like 1A, 1B, Debo, and then Kittle. Okay, yeah. Kittle's just such a freak athlete. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I, I would say Debo, too. Like, it, if you haven't looked at his stats for this year, they're crazy. And, and just what he can do running the ball and what they've added into that game. Like, uh, I'm not sure what he did week 18, but I was checking the stats going into the last week. Debo had like 51 rushing attempts all season. And I think five of them had gone for 20 plus yards and if you compare that to top backs that's at like triple the rate of the best backs in the league for explosive plays like he he's a really good player and that and like and he's also in the top five in receiving yards in the whole league on top of being able to do that so uh just really uh explosive player overall that's come out of the shell this year and i know uh longtime listener you know devout fan darian azamika is gonna love to hear that (laughs) <laughs> no no way he he can't love that oh whatever's going on there. He's, a big, he's a big Niners fan. there we go so uh, all all in agreement here on the Niners this game for whatever let's move on to the next one for whatever reason I feel like we're gonna get a little bit of differentiation in this game the Sunday night game at 6 15 p.m the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs Ryan go from there Let's go, baby. Uh, yeah, so this game might not be good. This is a uh, <laughs> uh, this game is either going to be sixty nine to six because Boswell's not terrible, thank God. Uh, or, dude, this game might be ugly. It might be cold. I think it's going to be 20, 30 degrees, so it's not going to be freezing. But, um. 
Hopefully it's a cold, ugly, muddy game at Arrowhead. TJ Watt, maybe he can keep us in it. Who knows? Uh, but if the Kansas City is going to score more than three touchdowns, we are not. We're not in a good spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. because... so, so I got the same thing I asked with Justin. The things. What are the things that you say Pittsburgh has to do if they're going to get this game? The keys to Pro- the game: protect the football. Because when we got smoked by them by twenty six points, I believe something like that. Um, we gave the ball over three times, and I think all three times were in like uh, on our side of the uh, field. Yeah, and it just uh, obviously you can't do those things, especially with Pat Mahomes. Uh, and Pittsburgh's offense can't score twenty one points. So I mean, it has to be low scoring. It has to be ugly. Just punting the football and staying in the game, stay alive, give yourself the opportunity. Uh, that's what's going to keep us in it. If not, it's going to be a long-ass Sunday evening. (laughs) Totally. I think you guys are going to get absolutely obliterated, but if I had to give you guys any kind of uh, glimmer of hope, I'd say um, you got to, yeah, just basically said turnovers. You guys uh, have to let TJ, you know, Highsmith, Hayward, uh, Hayward, all all those guys, uh, uh, you know, you have to give them a shot at, at, at getting to the getting to the getting to the ball, and then you got to hope uh, Minka or someone on the back end can get a pick or something. Otherwise, yeah, if they throw up three touchdowns, there's no way in hell you guys are coming back. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how bad we are at the uh, run defense, having TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, and that just shows right away that our linebackers are such trash. Like Devin Bush isn't the guy, uh, you know, pre ACL tear. And because uh, how do you have T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and you can't stop the run? I think those guys are like pin your ears, even like Cam Hayward at, at, his, at his position. Those guys are, you know, fairly well known for pinning their ears back and just trying to kill the quarterback. Uh, I yeah, mean, obviously, T.J. got the sack record. So. You, got, you got the two best guys up front. Oh, yeah, and uh, huh? another thing that I'll say, and I'll, uh, but he's uh, Stefan to it, man. I thought for oh, yeah. sure that there was a possibility he would come back uh, for the playoffs like this, but he's still going to be. If we had Stefan to it, that is the biggest game changer. But at the same time, he hasn't played all season, so who knows? He hasn't seen the field. But uh, and then Juju back at practice today. All right, you guys can talk. Absolutely meaningless. Yeah. Well, uh, on this one, like I, I don't know if it's the analysis thought of it, but. I just have a decent feeling about Pittsburgh. Like they're they're getting a couple of their guys back, and th- this team reminds me a little bit, unfortunately, of the Ravens team when Ray Lewis was retiring, and they had Joe Flacco at the quarterback position, and miraculously floated all the way to the Super Bowl. While I'm sure Ryan cheered for it every step of the way, uh, but like I'm getting a little bit of vibes from this team. Uh, Kansas City, like that that's a terrible matchup that you want to deal with first. But if they get a favor from the weather gods and this game can be slowed down and played 20 or under, obviously Pittsburgh has a real chance. That's what, and, and I think this will be a low scoring game. Like uh, I don't normally do this. I, I usually try to be, be analytical, but I've also bet on this because there's such long odds. I want it to happen. I mean, I'm pit- Pittsburgh to upset Kansas City. I think it's going to be like a 14 to 13 crazy game. They move on with, with Big Ben. They just 
drifted into the playoffs miraculously and because the Chargers are stupid, they're, they're getting a second life. And so they're going to have to watch that happen. I would put any amount of money that the Steelers <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I get my, my yeah, brain, Jordan, my brain is there with you, but I'm just going to bring up the Chiefs. If there's any team in the NFL I've called accurately over the last two years, it's True. been the Chiefs. Yeah. Two years ago, I had a strong feeling going into the playoffs. They were going to win the Super Bowl, bet on it. It happened. Last year, I thought they would go back. And then when I saw the matchup against Tampa, I thought Tampa would, would beat them. And I, I, I don't feel like Kansas City is – uh, we'll do, yeah, we'll do uh, predictions overall for the playoffs when we get through the games. But like, I, I don't think Kansas City gets through to the Super Bowl this year. So ultimately, I have to pick them to lose at some point. So why not here? Yeah. Wait, Ryan, what were you saying when I said I, I bet any amount of money? No, I was just laughing. But do you guys want to hear something funny for, with this game real quick uh, involved betting? So no, I do. Here, I'll look at it. Uh, right now, just to give you guys a correct date. So on September 13th, I have this open bet still, right? I was given a free $100 free bet for a futures bet. So I just put it on the Steelers, not really thinking they'd win the Super Bowl, but that's my team. Figured I'm not, I don't know what to do with this. So 100 bucks is <laughs> room for the Super Bowl. It was uh, 35 to 1, I believe. Oh, oh it's it plus, yeah, it was plus 3,500. And, uh, so it pays me out thirty five hundred dollars if it if they win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not it. That's not it. That's not. Oh, it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So right now they're like plus nine thousand. Yeah, and like they're in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how bad they are right now. Your stock must have dropped. Your team stock must have dropped a ton. Yeah, for sure. Well, so it's like and the, the Eagles are sixty to one with Jalen Hurts and Sirianni, and the and the Steelers are ninety to one. Like yeah. at the very least, those should be flipped. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because the way they got it, you know, I assume. Right? Yeah, and it's, like they, they they're they're probably the worst offense in the entire play. Like they they would have to have every game play to the script that they need, mm-hmm. but like they should not be ninety to one still. They should be in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it's 14 Sunday, man. Yeah. Like, that's a fact. That's what Tom does. Believe you that. Know, he, he just navigated at, uh, Hey, uh, you deserve some credit for that, man. Uh, I, I know it's completely, like, biased, partisan pick. <laughs> but on our previous podcast, you guaranteed that Jags would upset the Colts and that Trevor Lawrence would play – like the 15th best quarterback in the league. <laughs> yeah, and, and I by, mean, by God, he did all those things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I'll take my one minute uh, victory speech right now. Uh, yeah. For all you listeners and uh, fans out there listening to this podcast, uh, you oh, know, yeah. yours truly, all we do is spit out facts and, uh, you know, true statements. Um, yeah, so I. Hate to say it, I told you so, bitches. <laughs> Go Pittsburgh. Go Jaguars. And Jaguars. God love them. Urban Meyer didn't do it. And they and they kept their number one pick. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, no uh, figure. How do you win and win like that? And it, it was cool <laughs> to see uh I forget his name, dude, but the coach, the interim coach right now, I think he's the offense coordinator before that, but uh he coached with Mike Tomlin in Minnesota and uh 
Isn't that Bevel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I believe it is. Yes, I believe it is. And uh, he seems cool. That kind of, it made me a fan of him a little bit. So I hope he, you know, deserves he deserves better. And I hope, hope he goes to a good team after Jackson. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get stuck being the head coach of the Jags. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> hopefully he gets you know a better team position. You know, so. Another really weird trend that me and Justin talked about this week. We also mentioned this last year on the pod. So last year, when the Jags were the number one overall pick as well. Both of their wins were against playoff teams. And it's a thing just to remember for betting in the future for the NFL, just how truly competitive this sport is. So basically the same thing happened this year. Like the Jags beat the Bills. They beat the Colts, who would have been in the playoffs, except for the last game. A lot. If you go and look at the bottom team or the teams drafting at the very top of the draft, most of their wins, weirdly, are against playoff teams. Like the Jets beat beat the Titans. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I don't know exactly how to quantify that, but that's just a smart thing I think to to try to tuck away and remember for with betting. If you're doing some long shot bets, uh, I, I think some big underdogs like that, especially in the NFL, don't sleep on that. No one likes to bet on them, but they happen more often than you think. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be cool. All right. Let's move on to our last game then. Uh, I, I feel like we've done a pretty decent job getting through all the game analysis. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize this. This game's actually on Monday night. Uh, the the Cardinals at the Rams. So that'll be, be the final game of the the weekend. Uh, there'll be a division rematch. You got Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay going against each other. Uh, Justin, how do you see this game playing out? So I think they split the regular season games. Is that right? Yes, I believe. So. Yeah. So. Um... I would have. I want to say the Cardinals so bad. I want to say the Cardinals are going to squeak this out. I I just, I don't believe myself. Um, I think the Rams just have all the talent. I think we said this last week. Uh, Yeah, I I think I said this last week. Um, I just think the Rams are going to like just they're they're healthier going into the game. They have more more of their big players. And we already know that the, you know the Cardinals are missing D Hop and stuff like that. And JJ, that they're it. What did practice? There's, I, just, I, I don't think it's looking likely, but they're they're giving it an outside shot. I yeah, he plays. I think if they if they somehow make it by this game, I think they uh, he plays the second game, obviously. But I don't think he's going to play, and if he does play, he won't have that big of an impact on the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I heard uh, James Conner's kind of beat up, so that's a that's a that's a huge um, you know knock against the Cardinals, and then obviously uh, D Hop, like I said, and JJ. So I think they're just a little little too beaten up too many of their star players are beaten up and uh kyler's still young so i think the rams end up speaking this out unfortunately as much as i hate saying that Corey groves's team might end up sneaking out a win in the playoffs um i think this one goes to the rams yeah what what do you think for this one ron yeah my rams they're going all the way to the super bowl <laughs> so they gotta you know stop number one they gotta beat the cardinals but uh, of course. to back that up and to kind of like go against myself uh, what a tough road, man. Because they from I hope hopefully I get this right. I'm not looking it up or anything. But dude, they play have to play the Cardinals, and then the, uh, after that they play uh, who would it be? Shoot, uh, hold up, it wouldn't be Green Bay. It would be uh, be Tampa, right? Yeah, it'd be like Tampa. So it's dude, it's a tough road in the NFC. So it's like, which I I think it's way tougher than the AFC. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think be, it's, either, I think it's more balanced for sure. 
Yeah, either I, I agree. Either way, like uh, the Rams' road to the Super Bowl is going to be tough, but uh, that's my pick, and I'm sticking to it, dude. Like they, yeah, what a ride! But yeah, they're going to beat Arizona. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Kyler first playoff appearance. Is that right? Was he yep. in last year? Yeah, yeah. But Kingsbury does not make the playoffs often. <laughs> so yes, this is first. <laughs> so yeah, open. yeah. I think it would be a good game. I think I'd go over on the Stafford uh, passing yards. Yep. I could, I could Specifically? Yeah, I like that bet for that game. I, yeah. I, don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but I see him throwing. I, I could see this game being a shootout. Like, I, I could see both of these offenses just going off and maybe the quarterbacks getting into a good rhythm and maybe it's like a turnover at the end that decides it. Uh, but, but ultimately – like, I'm going with the coaching, and, like, I, I'm not a believer in Kingsbury. Like, I, I had to give them credit earlier this year when they started off so hot. And so, like, potentially, like, he's a better coach than I thought, but it's hard for me to see him beating Sean McVay in the playoffs at Los Angeles. Seems like the Rams have, are, are pretty healthy, at least with their star players. Um, they picked up guys like Odell and Von Miller. They've clicked pretty well with the team. So I, I think unless Stafford has like a horrible interception game, which could always happen, but I'm going to pick the Rams for this one as well. I think they they get at least one playoff win in Stafford. I don't think they'll get to the Super Bowl, but I think they get at least one uh, playoff win in Stafford's first year there. Who do you guys think? Uh, who or what do you guys think is the X factor in this game? Go ahead, Ryan. Man, I think it's got to be. I'm going to stick with Matt Stafford. I think he if he's throwing. Bombs the cup or Odell finding Odell. I th- I think I don't think there's going to be a run game. I think it's going to be Stafford just throwing bombs. Okay, I could I could see that. Um, I guess I'll go on the other side, and it, it's just the Kyler Murray freak factor. Like he just just like he did in Dallas a couple weeks ago. Like if he has a crazy game where he just gets hot and is untouchable, then the Cardinals will win the game, and he can do it virtually by himself. But if he's a little banged up and not, and like Aaron Donald gets through a few times or, or whatever goes the other way. But I would just say that it's always the collar freak factor. So I'll tell you guys why you're wrong right now. And because the real X factor of the game is going to be Eric. Well, <laughs> and strictly just because he's absolutely insane. Is he going to recover a fumble and the one snap he plays? No, I don't even think he's going to have a snap. I think he's just there for morale. And uh, he's such a huge character dude. And, like, he always want to see the old players come back and get get, get a ring. And I think uh, that's what they're doing. Like, I don't think he's going to play too much, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, all, in all seriousness, it's it's the QBs. I don't think an individual player, unless, like, Vaughn goes crazy like he did in the Super Bowl or whatever, like, season, um, I, I, I think it's got to be Kyler's absolute freaky athleticism or, or Matt Stafford's ginormous arm. So, um, I, yeah, I kind of split the diff with or, you guys on that. Or one other one would be Cooper Cup just being absolutely unstoppable. And yeah, getting yeah, yeah. 230 yards, and there's nothing they can do with him. Very possible. Yep. So, uh, so that, that gets us through all the games. Remember, uh, everybody and podcasters, that we've not mentioned the Titans or the Packers at all. Those are the teams who are on buys. They got the number one overall seat. So now, uh, while considering them as well, Ryan, we're going to kick it to you, put the pressure on you first. What are your main predictions for the playoffs? 
what do you see as a Super Bowl matchup, and who do you see ultimately taking it? Yeah, you need to look uh, for this weekend. Minka Fitzpatrick is going to run a pick six off Mahomes, and uh, I think they're they're going to go next week. After that, play the Titans, number one seed, beat them. They're going to go to the AFC Championship. They're going to play the Bills. And they're going to beat Josh Allen and the Bills in Buffalo, go to the Super Bowl to meet the Rams, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles Rams, formerly St. Louis, Ryan Stiber versus Corey Groves. <laughs> Super Bowl. And that's what I got. And who wins it? Well, I've always – the Rams. The Rams win it because I've been saying that for six weeks. <laughs> so you pick big big Ben to make it all the way to the Super Bowl and then you won't even pick him out of oil. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a Steelers fan your whole life. Uh, I know, I know, but I, I can't jinx him there. We gotta get past the Chiefs. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that, was a, that was a roller coaster. All right. That that will, I, I hope all that happens. That'll be super entertaining. What what do you see, Justin? Uh, I don't know about all the games. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've answered all those questions as far as who's going to win the, get this first week of uh, matchups. But I think in the NFC Championship, it's going to be Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. How awesome would that be? Um, you know, potentially Aaron Rodgers last year in, in Green Bay. Uh, and I think on the AFC side, you get – this is going to be a weird one. Maybe not as weird as, as I think, but I think it's a little out there. Um, I think in the AFC Championship this year, you have Joe Burrow versus Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Is that strange? Is that out there? That's out, out there, there, dude. That's not gonna happen. Isn't it the number one seed? It's not going to happen. Well, so who do you ultimately see prevailing? Because this, this is a Super Bowl prediction. So, so you've got two matchups. I think uh, okay. Rodgers beats Brady in his last year. And uh, I think uh, – I, really, I said this last year. I'm going to stick to it. Derrick Henry's comeback. I think Brian Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. And I think Green Bay absolutely destroys them. Two number one seeds. You safe guy. Go bet a dollar on roulette. I was saying last year, man, that I thought Ryan Tannehill was. So this is not – it just so happens they're in the one seed this year, okay? But I've been choosing them since last year. Yeah, and I've also made made the point. So the Titans are the number one overall seed. Like their odds are plus eight fifty to win the Super Bowl. That's pretty long odds for a number one overall seed. That is. Um, And at the same time, like just watch, look all over media this week. Who's picking the the Titans to make their Super Bowl? Like I get that they're number one seed, but this isn't the first time that that it's happened. Like. It almost happened last year. Like, had Pittsburgh been the number one seed, I guarantee you nobody would have been picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Like, this is another thing that happens more often than people think in the NFL. And, like, you can say it's a safe pick. Justin stole my thunder, but that's my exact pick. I had the Packers and Titans going to the Super Bowl and with the Packers taking it all. Like, I I really, truly feel like this is the Packers' year. Um, I, I think the stars are aligned. I don't think that there's another dominant team. I think the Bucks are a little too banged up. I think the Chiefs have just had a weird off year for them, and I don't see that correcting in the form of a Super Bowl. So the Titans are more of a – I see the AFC being kind of chaotic, and I, I think it's reasonable to think with them getting all of their players back healthy – 
and having home field advantage, the bye only having to win two games to go to the Super Bowl. I think I think it's a, a smart pick for the odds. I feel like they're being overlooked by the people, although they are the number one overall seed. Um, but ultimately, yes, I, I do think Green Bay would uh, – they, they pretty much are a team that probably plays similar to the Titans, except it's Aaron Rodgers versus Brian Tannehill, and that, that's going to be the, the difference in it overall. But, yeah, I think it's the, the Packers here. I, I've got Green Bay winning it at all. Um, any final thoughts on that, Ryan? I – it's interesting. I think uh, I think if Pittsburgh beats the Chiefs, which is a long shot, we'd all know that. But if they do, that definitely throws it up to anyone in the AFC because I think I, I think when it comes down to the like Pittsburgh beat the Titans, you know, and sure, like they didn't have Derrick Henry, and we don't know what he's going to look like coming back, you know, with a foot injury. Yeah. So I mean, dude. If the Chiefs are out of it, because I think they're a top dog, I think the Chiefs are they could definitely win it all. But if they're out of it, I think anyone, Raiders, Cincy, anyone could win that uh thing. You know, I know I know Pittsburgh's awful. Who knows how far they'll go? But if that upset does happen, that is gonna that's super interesting. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Yeah. Well that that might be the path to, to Justin's matchup. Like if, if Pittsburgh did pull off the upset on the Chiefs, they would play yeah. the Titans, and then Tennessee would have to advance past that. But then you that's where it would open the door for, like, a Cincy or a Buffalo, which, I mean, like, Buffalo, like, I, I could very well see them. But, like, you know, I'm tired of, of doing the safe picks. Like, I've been hitting these long-shot bets this year, so I, I'm going with the, the longer odds for the Super Bowl and I'm going with the Titans for it, too. And I think the Bills – I think the Bills losing Tredavious White was a big blow too. That was that was huge. Yeah, I mean they they've rebounded the last three weeks or so, but like the Bills had a really up and down year for the first thirteen games. Like they were seven and six, and we talked about on earlier pod about the chance of them missing the playoffs. So it's like like you know nobody's just had that stunning of a year. Honestly, Tennessee has been the most impressive team in the AFC because they've had no reason to get the number one seed losing Henry and not, and Julio being a non-factor AJ Brown being hurt for a lot of the year. And like their defense isn't thought of being elite, but yet they just keep winning games. That's true. Hey, who's that? Uh, uh, what's it? That Joe Hughes, that mouth breather friend of yours. Uh, what, who's his team? Uh, Raiders. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. I was just wondering. Just a uh, side note. Sorry. All right. Super relevant to everybody. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's pretty much all of our topics. Any, any final predictions or anything else that we need to let the listeners know? Pretty excited, man. We're in for a hot weekend. Uh, grilling. A lot of good football. I plan on doing absolutely nothing. You say you're going to grill? I'm going to. If not, I'll freaking put something on the stove. And well, uh, I was, was going to say that they said there was a blizzard coming this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Shit. I'm yeah. I'm probably not going. <laughs> if I do, I'll take a picture of it. We'll throw it on the Instagram. Follow us at Football Fools Podcast on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I think and rate us five stars. You can do that on Spotify. If you are listening and you are not in the group, rate us five stars. Yes. People. <laughs> We're all, uh, when should we next pod? Probably Sunday night, Monday night. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit it up after we we get through the the first round of playoff games. We'll discuss that and see if there's like any other uh, hot stove topics or see if Pete Carroll gets fired. Anything like that comes out. Who are we, who are we supposed to have on the pod this week? I, I, our our guest again canceled. I know, guys. I'm sorry. We have a, right. a lesson still. Torres, but he said he said some rude comments to us, and then we decided <laughs> not have him. Wait, was that who we we're supposed to have last week? No, I think we were supposed to have Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's Eric, Antonio Brown and Chris Collinsworth. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. They missed for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, I don't think even I need to delve into and, that. Antonio Brown missed his flight out of New York. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, he punched the airline employees when he <laughs> refused to present his identification. And he also released a new hit song. And for Collinsworth, legend has it, he's still talking about the Raiders-Chargers tie in Pittsburgh missing the playoffs to this day. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I said it in the group. Can I, can I just want to – So, so let, uh, let, let me hit this while you're looking it up. Yeah. Justin. So, so, Ryan, what, what were you – when you saw – were you watching the Raiders and Chargers game while the clock was winding down? Yeah, so usually I don't watch, like, Sunday night football or anything like that. Like, usually I, I'll play – playstation or something because i don't, don't really care unless it's pittsburgh and uh do some i'm actually obviously the lots on the line and uh chargers it when it hit me it was going to be a tie or it could be a tie uh they were actually down two touchdowns before they scored and i was like man they like everything happened so perfectly like as i was thinking but i think i was already negatively thinking but i was like they're gonna score two-point conversion and then it's there's a lot of time left like, this can happen and sure enough boom score two-point conversion and they're down by a touchdown and i'm just thinking like this is ridiculous and they just kept converting <laughs> four downs and uh so it goes to overtime obviously they score with freaking zero seconds on the clock first off so it's just an absolutely intense and then freaking uh overtime's coming down to the end and I think Derek Carr, like they were, they were one hundred percent winding the clock down, for yep. sure. And uh, dude, I think the Chargers coach just calls timeout for whatever reason, and people are arguing like, "Oh, he wanted to set up his defense for what, dude? For what? Like the Ra- the Raiders are like taking you to the playoffs, man." And I think that timeout just showed uh, Las Vegas, like, dude, screw you guys. Yeah. So when, you, when it showed Carr, what the like what I wanted to ask when it showed Carr the last couple seconds when the clock was ticking down, Laughing, did, you think, dude. did you think they were gonna let it run out or did you think he was gonna call the time out? Dude, I think they were fucking or messing with him. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, to see him smile like that, and then they're like, is yeah. it gonna run out in two seconds? Same left, time out. <laughs> I thought that was the dumbest thing. Like I was sitting there watching the game and I was just like dying inside, just thinking about what you and my manager were thinking, both being Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. We had and rope then, in our uh, hands, dude. Yeah. And, and then Steely decides to call the timeout. I was like, yo, what is he dude, doing? If, if, yeah. Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh fans wanted attention, we got it that night, dude, because all <laughs> over social media, like, everyone in the world but pittsburgh fans and it's like dude that was like we were mad you know like we were gonna pittsburgh's not philadelphia but i think we were all gonna like commit suicide that night 
what a long day that day that day literally felt like freaking 80 hours literally to the very last second yeah and i mean i I like the storyline out of it where the uh carlson the raiders kicker is going to be like a pittsburgh hero although (laughs) he has nothing to do with the team just how stuff works out like that in sports um he got I'm sorry. Go I was ahead. gonna say. He, I was just gonna say he got paid this year too, so like he deserves it. I'm. He needs to get paid again. He's a great kicker, especially in their stadium. I only yeah. missed one in their stadium. Yeah, which uh-huh. is amazing, by the way. I was just there, so I was. That stadium is absolutely insanely amazing. Yeah, uh, isn't it having a Super Bowl? Is it next yeah, year? 2024. Yeah, yeah, Com- coming up soon. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, the the last thing I was gonna touch on, like I, I did hear some defense of, of Staley, like they had the worst rushing defense in the league. And they said you could, could be worried that if you don't have the right personnel on the field and they run the ball, that they get in field goal position, but it, it wound up happening anyway. I don't agree with it because it really did look like the Raiders didn't have their mind made up, but then once it got under 40 seconds and they weren't totally in field goal range, I think I would have taken my chances of like, they're they're gonna do us a favor and just let the clock run out because we're we're fine with it and they're fine with it. But yeah, they, they called that time out and it, it seems like Staley's all about like being aggressive and everything, but he sure didn't seem like he wanted to roll the dice there. So uh way to go, Chargers, way to miss the playoffs against the Raiders. Such a weird position to be into that I, I can't remember a, a single other time in history where there's it's gone down to the wire. I don't like that. know that it's ever happened yeah. to the fa- where it's like two teams could tie and that's the only way that both of them actually get in. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. I, it's such a rare it, I mean it felt so like like we were on, on you know untreaded like water or whatever, but it was it was really strange and I just kept thinking to myself like if I was the coaches, uh, what do you do in that situation? Like you play the game to win, but almost by like playing to win, you could lose. Yeah. And what well, this is what I would like at a certain point. I think football DNA is going to take over, and like I had a feeling the Raiders were going to play it to win at the end. Just because, although, like I started to doubt that mm-hmm. when the clock was running down, I felt like they were going to play it to win just because <laughs> that's a division rival. And just imagine if you take a knee. You let Herbert in the playoffs, and he and he's a freak, and he beats you, or yeah. he has some crazy run, and he makes the Super Bowl, and you had the chance to eliminate them right there, and it's a division rival, and you didn't take the chance. So, like, I agree. I, I can't criticize you for trying to win the game, but like, I can't criticize you for calling a timeout when it looked like they were willing to tie. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And dude, uh, I'm a different person, like outgoing wise. So it's like. How, if I'm a coach on the sideline, if, if I'm I'm the Chargers coach or whatever, dude, I'm yelling across the field. Are you trying to run this down? Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, call come like, out and walk across the sideline. To the yeah, like, like, dude, let like I know it sounds funny, but I'm being serious. Like, like, you know, like, why, what, why wouldn't you say that? Like, hey, are we running this down? Like, or something, dude? Or even just like looking across the field and throwing your hands up and be like, so yeah. you know, just like, yeah. <laughs> Playoffs, yeah, playoffs. <laughs> like, you both want to go, and just like, yeah, give us like a yes or a no. I mean, Something. it'd be like fans would probably freak out, but I, I mean, if they're both in, I don't know how fans would be pissed off. I guess unless, like John said, something happens, you get in there. It'd and only be Steelers fans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be the most Vegasy thing to happen is if they both get in after. That's the only way they get in. Yeah. I mean, I, I was rooting for Ryan and Big Ben. I w- I was hoping uh, we we'd see see that ridiculousness in the playoffs. So I'm glad 
that there was at least a winner and a loser in that game. Well, speaking of the playoffs, one more thing. Uh, the, the thing I was trying to find is uh, it, it says Antonio Brown might not be in the playoffs, but here's who here's who is. Literally every team that Antonio Brown has been on since he's been in the NFL is in the playoffs. Uh, the whole, and, and also plus one. Um, uh, the Patriots are in the, the or the Steelers are in the playoffs. The Patriots are in the playoffs. The Raiders are in the playoffs. The Buccaneers are in the playoffs. And then the team that he refused to be traded to, which you guys might remember, uh, the Bills, also in the playoffs. And I just thought that was so funny. And like, because at the time, the Bills weren't good, if you remember. It yeah. was like Josh Allen's second or first, first that, year. Well, that was right before they traded for Diggs, right? Yeah, like yeah, they no wanted Brown, but then they got Diggs yeah. as the consolation. Yeah, I think that worked out all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, thought, I just thought it was too funny to not mention. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, right, guys? Yeah. So yep. Okay. We yeah. We're almost on the hour mark on the dot. Um. So next week we're going to have once he's done with his NFL career, we're gonna have. Uh, Ryan's gonna love this. I was able to line this up for you, Ryan. Happy birthday. Um. Ben Roethlisberger himself will be on the Football Fools podcast. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Well, he can talk about his lackluster career. Uh. His failed. You know. Uh, game the Super Bowl, you know, games stuff like that, and we'll have them. Uh, you guys can have a little conversation there, right? I, I did that for you. Man. Yeah, and we can also try to get him signed up for a behind the scenes position, just like Philip Rivers. We like to go after the retired quarterback. Yeah, my uh, I think uh, here at the Football Fools, I think our main goal is to hire every um, Hall of Fame or Super Bowl winning 2004 draft class quarterback. We, so we just missed out on on Eli and again the Monday Night Football game. With Peyton, and then we missed out on Drew Brees too with Sunday night. Yeah, but, exactly. But we're getting yeah, rough. But we, Nobody guys, 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 we can also we get to talk to Ben February fourteenth and talk about his Super Bowl fifty six run. <laughs> then uh, did he win a Super Bowl in twenty on February fourteenth before? No, but this no. year, yeah, let's exactly. Let's go. So I'll take the five hundred dollars that comes with it. So. All right. Well, you guys are starting to bore me. Um, Ryan, thank you for being on. As always, the best intern in the game. Um, and we'll see you guys back next week. Same time, same uh, hopefully place for you guys listening on the Football Fools podcast. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Danger zone.